All right. Welcome to episode three of the podcast. Who knew we'd make it to three? Congratulations, Joy. <laughs> Thank you. Like, we are really sticking to this. I know. This one goes out to a topic I hold very near and dear to my heart, cancel culture. My name is Tiffany, and I'm, I've written 33 pages about it so far, so... <laughs> was joy and i was inspired by my brother chris we were talking about cancel culture and i just realized that we had so many things to say and i remember that you also wrote like your whole thesis about this correct still writing it um <laughs> well yes <laughs> and i will be writing it for quite some time probably <laughs> um but me and joy talk about it all the time anyways so um, we didn't really prep anything for this, so Joy, just, like, lead us into something. <laughs> I love how you just, like, <laughs> threw the ball to me. But you know I what? I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch do. it. <laughs> Even if I'm throwing it to myself, I never catch the ball. <laughs> never catch the ball. Never. Never. I just think that cancel culture is such a nuanced topic. There are a lot of different... Um, levels to it and I think we should just start with you know what is or like where is the point where we stop like giving grace to people and hold them accountable for things that they do but then when are we you know holding someone to this like high I guess like when should we stop holding people to perfection and just like let them grow and like give them grace and like when do we actually have to hold people accountable like where is that line it's very blurred it's very nuanced and I feel like there's a lot to discuss there yeah I agree great point Joy thanks for kicking it off <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> because I feel like people especially in TikTok TikTok comments feel like they're so easy to cancel someone by doing like one wrong thing but I was going to talk about I don't know how much you know about the Chris Harrison Rachel Kirkconnell tea um mm -hmm. the girl that's like on the bachelor Matt James's season of the bachelor right now who like I'm pretty sure it's gonna win because like why would Chris Harrison like fight so hard for her if she like wasn't gonna win anyways the whole bachelor franchise like they were fighting mm -hmm. so hard for her ABC was fighting so hard for her they Matt were, said nothing about her and she looks like this one character from Shrek that, like, is, like, a man, but, like, puts on makeup and, like, does the hair like a woman. Like, do you know the character that I'm talking about? I'll send you a picture afterwards. Or Is it the one with, like, the rectangular face? Like, the very, yes! like, yes! angular face? Yes! Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I'm going to show you, like, a side-by-side -side and you're going to be, like, you'll never be able to unsee it. <laughs> Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so a few years ago, everyone is acting like all these actions happened like 10 years ago. This was like in 2018, 2019. Um, but mm -hmm. she went to like a plantation themed party, which like is not okay. Um, which also, I don't know if I shared this TikTok with you. Hannah Brown also went to a uh, TikTok plantation themed party, which that doesn't I saw it on TikTok. Because she, like, has always just rubbed me the wrong way. But that's just me. You know, like, I could get canceled for saying that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, she's always rubbed me the wrong way. And everyone loved her and just, like, praised her. I didn't get it either. Um, but going back to your story. Yeah, but anyways, like, she... And then she 
there were like pictures of like people doing racist symbols and stuff like that. All these like really bad things, you know, Mm -hmm. she didn't release a statement about it. I think that ABC like withheld her from actually releasing a statement for a while. Um, So that's kind of on ABC. But before she released a statement, Chris Harrison did this interview with Rachel. What's the other Rachel's name? The one that's Kurt Connell. No. Oh, Rachel. Shoot. Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, so he did an interview with Rachel Lindsay and Rachel was just like calling him out on all this stuff and like where do we draw the line blah blah blah. He did make really good points in the first like minute of the video. The video was 13 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. Okay, it's literally not but really What's tough. one What's one divided by 13? Like <laughs> Wow. First 7% of that conversation he was correct. That is a failing grade. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would know what that is. <laughs> um, but anyways, like he was like, at some point, like we need to give, like, we don't know the whole story. Like we need to give race to her. Like she was young and stupid and we grow. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. That makes sense. But like, she hasn't said anything about it. And then he mm-hmm. kept on going. Like he was harping so hard about like how, like it wasn't a big deal, all this stuff. Like, we cancel people too easily but like we're just trying to keep people accountable for their actions like if you're gonna be mm-hmm. a public figure like this is kind of just something you sign up for yeah um but anyways um no i definitely agree because i don't know there just comes a time where you are old enough to know better and at that age and in like this wasn't again this wasn't like 10, 20 years ago, this wasn't, like, in Jim Crow times where, like, everyone was, you know, being racist and saying the N-word and doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I could probably extend grace to a white person growing up in, like, Jim Crow where, like, that's just the environment. Like, yes, it's still wrong, but also it was normalized. Like, whatever. Um, But you are old enough now to know better. Like even Hannah Brown, when she said the N word and then she said it and then blamed it on her brother for saying it like, Oh my gosh, you know better. You're old enough to know that that is not what you need to say. Same with that country singer. I don't even know his name, but he said the N word drunk. You don't just say the N word drunk unless it's in your normal vocabulary. I, as a black woman, don't even say the N word drunk because I don't necessarily, I don't even really say the N word, like ever. Yeah. First of all, when me and Joy are drunk, like we are just really annoying. Like I just tell her that I need to shower all the time and then. And I'm singing all the time, which is what I do normally. And so I just do more of the things that I normally do. Yeah, so just more annoyingly. Normally? And that's the tea. Saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, it's not okay. Even when you're singing it in a song, like, you just don't say it. Okay? Like, you just don't say it. It's a word. Have you seen the video? Oh, oh my gosh. It came out recently. I didn't think that it was real. But I looked mm-hmm. up and it's actually real. Do you know who the vegan teacher is? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, okay, so then you... Is she on YouTube? Yes, and TikTok. Um, okay. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking about that, like, banana girl. Yes, that's like, a different she was, girl. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a girl that, like, only ate banana stuff? So weird. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> if, if you know, you know. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, the vegan teacher. The vegan teacher, yeah. She, like, yeah. made this video. She's like, when are we going to stop, like 
when are we gonna allow people to say words like she's talking specifically like about the n-word or like other words too she was like we can't mm-hmm. just like prevent people from like using the english language blah blah blah." and then she like had the n-word spelled out on a piece of paper next to a black oh wait no <laughs> a black doll i've seen it and it was like is is this person naturally intelligent right other g word e word e r word i don't know but <laughs> I was like, is this, like, for real? And then I, I kept seeing it. I was like, and then I looked it up on, like, her YouTube channel, and it was still up. Like, she didn't take it down after a while, and I was like, what the hell is going on? I don't understand why they want to say it so bad. Like, what is your reason? Ask yourself within, why do I want to say this word so bad? Because me, as I am Black, and I can say that word if I wanted to, but I still don't necessarily use it because I have no reason to. Like, I, I truly have no reason to use it in my vocabulary. And so for a white person, like, they definitely shouldn't have any reason to use it in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And then to say that, like, oh, I'm young and I'm learning. Well, like, how long does it take you to learn? Because you've been learning for 400 years at this point. Right. This is what I'm, okay. No, but, like, going back to Chris Harrison being like, you know, we need to, you know, stop being so hard on people and like letting people live like it still goes back to to the idea that like at some point you have to know better like you just have to know better and you should be held accountable for the things that you do that are offensive and then him saying that it's not a big deal you can't accept an apology Mm -hmm. that you you weren't offended if you weren't offended it's not your apology to accept and that is what i think that like all people no matter what race you are if another racial group or another group of people are offended by something if you are not a part of that group you cannot Mm. accept an apology from anyone else like you can't do it and you just have to people just have to get that through their heads that even if you weren't offended by something that someone said doesn't mean that you have the power to now be like well they didn't do anything wrong like no you weren't offended so you can't say that and you can't accept that apology right it's not yours to accept like you can't tell someone like how they feel or how like it feels to like their racial identity like what like that just doesn't even people are doing a lot of things these days that like just honestly doesn't make any sense to me like in my brain like i think about it all the time it really doesn't add up you know it doesn't it's it's just really it's just really frustrating (laughs) (laughs) and like i get that some things like you can't cancel people for everything like people are going to say things that are incorrect and they need the room to grow Mm -hmm. like nick cannon said something that was like very something that was very like anti-semitic but then he came back saying like hey, I'm going to learn, I want to be educated, and I think he, I don't know if he, like, signed up for something or he, like, took part of this one thing that he was, like, educating himself on the history of, like, anti-Semitism and, like, how to, you know, be better and, like, be a better ally to, like, Jewish Americans, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Which, like, again, not my apology to accept, but it shows that he was trying and like that's something that you can get behind and if he says something 
in the future that is also anti-Semitic, then, you know, he's not growing, he's not changing, he's not doing anything. Right. Um, and then also, not that this is, like, okay at all, but I feel like there are a lot of things that are normalized in, in culture, like homophobia, anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim language, anti-Asianism. So like normal. Okay. Like, it, is normalized to such an extent that sometimes people don't know that they're making a joke that's offensive because it's so normalized. Because here is my beef with America. Like, I'm ready to cancel mm-hmm. America. Because we... <laughs> because growing up, the public school system... I went to a private school. but So also the private school system. Uh, mm-hmm. We're taught... Like, all of these things, like, the Founding Fathers were amazing people. Like, slavery was okay back then, you know? Like, we were mm-hmm. taught all these things, and they were all normalized because our whole life we were brought up to know it this way. And, like, it's going to be, like, okay this way. Also, um, this whole time I was thinking about um, the past seasons of America's Next Top Model, where they would, like, literally make the models, like, become African-American. Like, and... Like, back then... And that would never fly today. Never. Never. Like, if that came out today, like, we would never see Tyra ever again. And, like... (laughs) I just... Like, we... Like, all of this is, like, built into our system. Like, we thought that that was okay in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't even blink an eye. I was like, oh, my God, she looks so good. Like, that white girl, like, with blackface on, like, looks amazing. Right? So it was so true. Or they were in like geisha wear, like wearing like, you know, this this pale makeup and like, you know, it was just it was like what? But we were like, okay, that's fine. It's so, like that goes back to the point where like some things are normalized and we don't know better until we know better. And so now like that stuff would never fly today because like people know better, people know that that's wrong. Not that they shouldn't have known it before that it was wrong, but like you have to consider the culture in which like that person was in that at the time like that was deemed okay and so at some point you have to give them a little bit of grace because like at that time it wasn't wrong but now it is wrong Mm -hmm. or like it is oh it was always wrong but now it's looked at and deemed right like I don't know how I feel about people like it depends on what it is but like going back like Mm -hmm. 10 15 years to like what they did like if it was like if it was something like sexual assault, like that is not okay. Like, but if at any time it was not at okay. any time it's not okay. Like, there's stuff that's like at any time like that was not okay. But like, there's stuff that we can like learn from in our past. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying that it's okay. But like, literally everyone was doing it. Not that that makes it okay. But mm-hmm. um, you know, at some like we can't cancel everyone in the entire world because all these people are speaking out like that was a terrible thing. But like, I can guarantee like they were doing some of the same stuff. So yeah, like the same with that Kevin Hart thing. So like, I think he was supposed to host like the Oscars or something. But then um, a tweet that he had put out. I don't know. I I feel like it had had been like over 10 years ago, but it was um, homophobic in nature. I don't remember exactly what he said. Or he, I think he says something to the effect of like, he would be like very upset if his son turned out to be gay. Oh, um, yeah. And so then he, when that came out, I guess, like, it came out, like, five years ago, and, like, he apologized for it and, like, you know, said that he was sorry, and then it came out again when he got the job to host the Oscars. Um, And I feel like that 
this conversation in and of itself is like very nuanced because there are also some things with like him being a black man that he's held to if he has less room for error than like a white man would or like would that tweet have been brought back up had he been white whatever but in any I guess nevertheless Mm -hmm. it was wrong for him to tweet that a hundred percent I don't know do you just like understand what (laughs) is okay and what's not (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say yeah it's very nuanced like the times have changed for sure and like and people are always like I don't know some people are like oh people have become like so sensitive blah 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 and I'm like "Mm, I don't know if that's true or if we're just calling Mm. it out more because we never like called out that kind of behavior and stuff but Mm -hmm. I don't know we've all you know it's become the year of like realizing things like (laughs) I'm just realizing things more. I'm just kidding. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. The, like there is space for people to grow, but also like that line is so blurry. Like it's so blurry. Like I can't see it. It's like driving in the rain at night. Oh, you you don't know where no you line. are. You could be off-roading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There is no line. The line has disappeared. Um, and there's just so much, but then, you know, again, going back to the point, like, I can't accept some, uh, an apology for, from someone if I wasn't the one that was offended. And so I think that, you know, the people who need to accept any apology, whether it's, you know, about the Kevin Hart thing or like Rachel Kirkconnell and all that kind of stuff. Well, I guess like her apology is mine to accept since she like offended me um, and my people. <laughs> and you know what? I don't accept it, Rachel. But also like half-ass notes app apologies. Like after what's her face, Gina Rodriguez. Oh my goodness! I have so many things to say about her. That one was like I feel like that one was really bad because like she what was she doing? Like she was like singing on her Instagram live or Instagram live, live. yeah. And she said the n word, and then she didn't release an apology for like two days or something, right? I don't know the full story. Yeah, it was like a long time, and then it was just like this notes app, like five words being like I'm so sorry, like or I thought blah, blah, it was like a like a 15 second video that was like. I'm sorry. Bye. Either way, it was like half out. Mm. And oh no, she I think she responded almost automatically like right after and then it was like her being oh, sarcastic yes, like yes. she It was right like away. she wasn't actually that sorry. And then she had to release a second apology for the apology. <laughs> mhm. Oh my gosh. And then if you have the nerve to say it in a video, like don't release your second apology as a notes app. Like you need to get in front of someone. You could have gotten on Rachel Lindsay's podcast. Like <laughs> shout out to her because she's out here like handling it all, <laughs> getting all of the, all of the fire, all of the flames. Um, but yeah, she was just so problematic. And like she has a history of doing stuff like that. Like there was one interview I saw of Gina Rodriguez and she was talking someone was saying that like we need to get like more 
black faces in Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. And then her response back was saying like, well, we need also to get more like Latinas and everyone like in Hollywood too. And I'm like, okay, just because someone is trying to like uplift one community doesn't mean that they're trying to tear down another. Like, why are you so defensive? And say, like, it was just so annoying. Okay. She's like, can you just let her speak? Also, can we talk about how like, for all of time, movies have been like, mostly white Caucasian people and then like when there's a movie release that has like an all African-American or all Asian clap clap cast (laughs) oh my gosh it's words it's considered to be like oh my gosh like this is so groundbreaking it's amazing like I can't believe that this happened and I'm like that's so crazy that it's like so not like taboo but like so out of nowhere that like there's an all black cast, but like we don't blink an eye when there's like an all white cast. So, right, and then that's like, and then it becomes the main marketing tool. Like you have to like uplift this movie because it's all. Black oh my gosh! Yes. But that goes back to Malcolm and Marie and how, like, Malcolm in the movie, he was talking about, like, how just because, like, he's a black director or screenwriter that, like, that's the main topic of, like, his press review was, like, oh, we have to uplift the the voices of a real black, I mean, person of color. It was, like, what Zendaya said. It is so funny. And I'm, like, that is so true because they make it about, I don't know, I feel like they just make it about, like, race all the time where it's like I just want to put out a movie and for me to not even have to like say that oh we need to like further support this because it's like an all black cast or it's an all Asian cast or whatever like can it just be a good movie but like it can't be because we just don't have that representation it's not where it needs to be and there's like more pressure and movies, I feel like this is more about race than it is about cancel culture, but, like, I could go on and on for days. <laughs> but <laughs> movies were more diverse in the early 2000s than they are now, in my opinion. Like, No, you're totally right. Disney, Disney was, was killing it. woke. Disney was woke. <laughs> Did you see that to Raven? Oh, my God. When, when she wasn't hired at the clothing store because she was black, like, they were calling out racial injustices as a children. And, like, we needed that growing up everywhere but like I don't where is it now it's it, not like, there it disappeared like how are we like regressing i don't know <laughs> but like we are regressing we are like i feel like we are about to start a new american civil war and not the one with iron man and captain america <laughs> not the one you know justice for iron man yeah like his dad did die like yeah and like Bucky did kill his parents. He did. And like I really can't look past that, but like look at Captain like Captain America's team. Like that was stacked. Like <laughs> it was stacked. But you know what? This also goes back to um our point about it was the the time in which Bucky had done these things. <laughs> like I, I wanted I want to cancel Bucky, but because he was under the like control of Hydra, it's like, ooh, there's there's gray area there. It's very nuanced because he wasn't he didn't know what he was doing. He was the winter soldier. He wasn't in control of his mind. Exactly. And he did it when he wasn't himself. So can we cancel him? I wanted to after the first movie. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I was very upset. I was like justice for Iron Man, but at the end of the day, like 
he he has some leeway there because he he didn't know what he was doing. And so that goes back to like cancel culture. It's like some people really truly genuinely don't know that they're being offensive. And so for that, like, can you cancel someone's whole career because they truly didn't understand? Like, even though they probably should have, Mm -hmm. they just truly at the moment didn't know that they were being offensive. It's true. But then it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I was going to (laughs) say. But I think another point that like Chris and I were talking about, that's my older brother, we were talking about yesterday is how like a lot of Christians feel like they can't say what they want to say like on social media and stuff because they feel like they're going to get backlash from like all these liberals and you know people who have very um, liberal ideals versus conservative ideals. But I just want to say that I feel like Christians, not all Christians, but a lot of people in the church, they use religion as like a means to hate people. Mm, like we can't just say like God, God hates the gays, so I'm going to be homophobic. <laughs> because if you're really going to get down to scripture... You know, not that I have read the Bible all the way through. I'm going to be completely honest. I have not. Um, But (laughs) I do remember Jesus saying in one of the chapters in the the book. In the good book. (laughs) In the good book. That the two greatest commandments are to love your neighbor as yourself and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And so if those are the two greatest commandments of the Bible, Mm -hmm. why does it seem like so many Christians are so hateful mm-hmm. towards so many people? Like, they hate poor people. They hate people of color. They hate gays. They hate Muslims. They hate They hate so many people. But yet, they're supposed to be loving. And why? <laughs> First of all, the church is supposed to be, like, a place for community, for people to gather, to be together. Why are we treating it like a business transaction at the end of the day we we got to pay rent for the building but (laughs) like what was his name joel austin or whatever like didn't open the church for like Mm -hmm. hurricane victims or whatever and like there was this whole heated air-conditioned building with no one in it no one in it (laughs) so like okay here's my beef if we all are just nice to people and we all mind our own business, no one would be canceled. But everyone's in everyone's business. Not that, like, that has to do with, like, an accountability thing. But, like, it just in your life, like, minding your own business. And then mm-hmm. if we're all just, like, decent people, like, the world would be a better place. But, like, there's not a lot of decent people out there. Especially in yeah. the 1%, in my opinion. It's true. Greed. Greed. When greed takes hold of people, they <laughs> just become a totally different person. Right. I just can't. And, like, I'm not rich, so I can't speak for, like, myself, like, if I was wealthy. Um, but, like, I feel like if I was wealthy, like, I wouldn't just harbor all that money for myself. Like, how do you even spend that? Jeff Bezos makes, like, a million dollars a second on Amazon. And he just caught fire for something that I, I haven't read into yet, but you can tell me if you know about it. That's besides the point. 
But like he doesn't give away like anybody. <laughs> but his ex-wife does. Yes. Oh my gosh. The fact I am like Mackenzie Bezos is my idol. Like I want to be her one day when I grow up because she was married to this man like before he invented Amazon or whatever. And then they got a divorce and she became the richest woman alive just from her divorce. And like that's how I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gives away like so much money to charitable organizations. Um, which I think is really great because when you're rich, yeah. you feel like, why aren't you giving it back to people who can make the community better? If you're complaining so much about people that are poor in poverty. Because they just assume that like, oh, since I did it and I made these good choices, then like, you know, anyone can do it. But then I saw this tweet that I thought was just like, wow, this really like explains privilege. And it's like, privilege is like having good choices, like having good options to choose from. But like some people simply don't have like good options. Like they don't have good things to like go towards. And like, yes, some people are like, they can still make something out of nothing. But like, I don't know. I just feel like, there needs to be just more like empathy for people in the world because like sometimes it's just like <clears throat> why are we so like hard on people who can't make ends meet right like can we help them have, i just need a helping hand have you seen that video it went viral like forever ago it's like really really old it's from like this high school maybe it's college whatever but they're like outside on this field and everyone's like in a straight line and the coach or the teacher or whoever, it's like, I have $100. Like, whoever can get it first can have it. But mm -hmm. he was like, but we're going to start off with, like, some questions. So, like, if you live in a two-income household, take one step forward. Like, if you live in a good neighborhood, blah, 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 step forward. And, like, obviously all these, like, white people are, like, in the front of the line. And, like, mm -hmm. everyone else that are, like, people of color are, like, closer to the back. And then he's like, all right, go. So then obviously all the people in the front get to the money first so they can take it. So it's like all about like the advantages that you don't know that you have giving you a step forward in life that like other people that like you don't even know about. Like having parents that are married and together is like a privilege in and of itself. Or like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of other examples that he said in a video, but I haven't watched it in so long. But mm. there's, like, all those things that are holding back other people that, like, you and I even, like, wouldn't even think about. So. Yeah. That is, like, a very powerful, I guess, like, visualization of. I'm going to try and find how, it. How, like. Yeah, of, like, how our world works and, like, how people, um, like, can have, like, privilege to, I don't know, have different opportunities in life when you don't even know that they do. Life of privilege explained in a $100 race. That's what it's called. Or if you just search up $100 privilege, it'll come up. <laughs> um, Look it up, y'all. But you should watch it. It's really good. It's only, like, a couple minutes long. But it does a really good job of explaining, like, the system. And it's, like, our... It's not even, like, our job to, like, equalize the system. Like, that's not something that we can do. But whose job is it? I don't know. 
I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whoever's in charge. I don't know who to solve it. Um, Should I run for president one day? Let me know. I'll probably be canceled in the first like five minutes if you just look at me and Joy's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. We would would not make it very far in the presidential (laughs) race. But it's so dirty. Like. The fact that, like, all these politicians do, like, really, really bad stuff, and they, like, in quotes, get canceled, but they're still, um, for example, president of the free world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> True. If we're putting up, like, the things that we've done versus the things that any other politician has ever done before, like, we should not get canceled. And if we did get canceled, it would be purely because of race mm. and that we are people of color. <laughs> so that they were looking for they were looking for things to <laughs> to find on us to bring us down. Because I can assure you, Tiffany and I have done like point zero one percent of all of the things that other politicians have done. Honestly, me and Joy have done nothing. We just talk a lot of shit. <laughs> 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 it's true like we haven't done anything to hurt anyone we literally like like nothing we mind our own business from like most of the time we mind our own business our own business no if anything we're just like in each other's business <laughs> yeah like who's that hurting Us. ourselves <laughs> uh. <laughs> see we don't hurt anyone it's so easy to not be problematic i don't get okay, why people don't do so it more often easy like why are we praising like i love I'm trying to, zendaya for example i love her so much and like she's an unproblematic queen but why is that like such a standard that's so out of reach for some people to have true they're always like oh she's so perfect like but, she just minds her own business for the most part yeah. <laughs> like Y'all are just, like, so wild. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And Hathaway. Unproblematic. Oh, so unproblematic. My one and only queen of Genovia. Can she run for president? Hello? I rewatched... Oh, my gosh. She would be really good. I rewatched Ellen Enchanted, like, last weekend. And mm-hmm. she looks so good in that movie. Like, she's so... I didn't realize, like, how young she was. She was, like, 21 or mm-hmm. something. But she looks so good. But this is so off topic. But Prince Char, like, I'm pretty sure, like, he was the first you know, love that I felt in my life, you know, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Dancy, like, really set the standard for the rest of the men in my life. <laughs> Wait, is that the same guy from Confessions of a Shop? Confessions of a Shop? Yes, yes! It's the same guy. Oh my god, I love him. He's him so- in that movie, he was so good. When he gives her $20 for the scarf, and then she, she's like, it's for my dying end. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, she got canceled in that movie, too. She did! She did! And she was just trying to be a person that she she needed to be, but she couldn't be. And I don't fault her for that. She had to, like, she had to lie to get out of debt. And she learned and she changed. She did learn and she did change. And so for that, we we didn't like permanently cancel her because she learned and she changed and she became a better person. And I think that anyone else who's been canceled out there, you know, like I haven't been canceled you know, yet. Um, Tiffany also hasn't been canceled, but if you have been canceled out there in your, you know, little schools or your workplace, just know that if you learn and change, people will extend grace to you. It's just the people who say sorry and then the next day they're doing the same thing over and over again. Those Mm -hmm. are the people that I'm just like I'm sorry but I'm not going to forgive you anymore. You should know better. 
Actions speak louder than words, always and forever. Always. Always and forever. You can't say one thing, say I'm sorry for doing something, and then do it ten more times. You knew it was bad the first time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, all this to say, do we think cancel culture is bad, yes or no? Ooh, we're getting down to it. I think yes and no. (laughs) Oh my god, I was going to say the same thing! (laughs) Yeah. Going back to how we started this conversation, again, there's a lot of gray area and it's very nuanced. I think that people should be held accountable for the things that they say. Yes. I think that there needs to still be grace extended to people who, you know, truly don't know better and genuinely don't understand how they are offending someone or how their actions affect a person. And I think that there needs to be room for people like that to grow and learn and that their lives shouldn't be ruined just because they're ignorant. But at some point, you choose to live in your ignorance. And then for that, you should be canceled. So yes and no, cancel culture can be um, toxic a lot of the times, but then again, yeah. sometimes it's necessary to hold people accountable. Sometimes, yeah, I agree with everything that Joy said. Like sometimes, but also upfront, sometimes it's just like immediately they should be canceled. Like for example, Army Hammer, who is a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> that has been wrong since biblical times. <laughs> no you- one. No one ever thought in a million years that anyone who was a cannibal was okay. Unless you're on a mountain and someone has died. You're on Mount Everest and this person has died and you've been on Mount Everest for like months and you're going to be there for the foreseeable future. Then you know what? I mean, survive. I don't know what you're going to do, but survive. That's all I'm going to say. But Army Hammer, sir, like really... Obviously, it's, like, nothing is, like, officially confirmed. Obviously, he's not going to admit to being a cannibal. But let's look at all the facts here. Like, (laughs) his publicist quit after, like, first of all, that came out. It, like, happened for a little bit. And then she quit. So, like, something, he probably told her something that was, like, really, really bad. Or, like, he probably admitted to it and was, like, please fix it. And she probably quit. (laughs) Second, a couple weeks ago or maybe it was last week, he moved out of his house in the middle of the night. Like, in, in like, do you know about this? No. Literally. Oh, wait. I think I kind of do. Was it kind of like they found a body or something that they They, were connecting to him? No. But inside his house, after they moved out, they found up bound up mannequin bodies in the house. Shut up. Like, the facts, the more I learn about this, the less peace that I know in my life. The fact that people like him are out there just freaks. Mm-hmm. Freaks of nature. He should never work in Hollywood again. He is Bro, a freak. Hollywood scares me so much. Like it No, it really, does. Like I don't ever want to be in the inner circle of any Hollywood group because no, I just can't. Never. There's too much freakiness that goes on in that industry and I can't. There's too I much want like no parts. There's too much that we don't know and there's too much that they probably know. 
Mm-hmm. That that industry and then Wall Street investment banking. Those are two I industries I don't want any parts of. Honestly, but- same with like Silicon Valley. I don't want any parts of that either. Oh, it all seems it. a little sus. But if you're listening to this, Chris Evans, Harry Styles, Tom Holland, anyone that was on my Mad Madness bracket that I did with my friend Hannah, like if you <laughs> hit me up, I'm available. Uh- <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> I just want to put something out there. If you're listening to this, um, pro- you're probably not. But if you happen to come across this, my name is Joy. I've loved you since I was five years old. It's I true, know I'm young. I know you're married. I respect marriage. I just want to be your friend. I want to. I don't know, like come to your coffee shop, like get a good hug. <laughs> I really want to go to his coffee shop. I feel like we would meet him and Ryan Reynolds there. I know. And then we could pick up a bottle of aviation gin and then a bag of like Laughing Man coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. Me and Joy love celebrities like a lot, but it, that industry is also really dirty. Like, Yeah, I, I don't want any parts. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to be in Hollywood. I'm, I'm good. good. Obviously... Okay, have you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo yet? No, not yet. I, like, was going to read it, but then it got into busy season. and Yeah, it's really good. You should read it. But anyways, obviously it's, like, fiction um, and, like, really dramatized, hyperbolized. Um, And it's, uh, anyways, it's really dramatic, really, like, um extreme but it kind of gives you this is what i imagine hollywood is like but it's just like so dirty on the inside and like no one actually knows what's going on like we see them on the red carpet for like 30 minutes see them in a movie for an hour and then press tours in like an hour's worth of like videos but like we don't know like what's going on behind the scenes um there's so much going on like in the book it kind of kind of shows you like what's going on but yeah I don't know I don't want to spoil it for Joy because it's really good but basically politics is dirty Hollywood is dirty um so we should be keeping those people accountable um yeah yeah well thank you guys for listening to episode three of the podcast this one goes out to cancel culture um, I think we both come have come to the conclusion that cancel culture is good and bad and everything is nuanced and there are a lot of lines that are blurred in this life. So take what blah, blah, blah. take what you want from this conversation. Um, and I hope that it like made you think about cancel culture and just like how we um, handle it in our culture today. But mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.